power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We bless God for a blessed morning like this. Amen. I mean, the service has been awesome so far from opening prayer to praise to worship. It's like there's some atmosphere. Uh-huh. If you are sensitive, you know that um, there's something about today. Hallelujah. And you know, I, I like the, the song, the, the choir song. It's about victory. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I believe it's, it's in line with what I'm going to preach today. So, because there's some victory all of us must win. Hallelujah. There's some victory all of us must win. There's a certain war all of us must win. And it is that war I'm going to talk about this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today when I'm done, I'll minister to a few people according to the word that I'm going to preach. Amen. There are some things when you preach, it's not just words. The hands must follow. COVID or no COVID, I'll lay my hands on your head. (laughs) Hallelujah. My hands are... Sanitized by the Holy Ghost. Uh Yeah. We thank God. Amen. Yeah. And then you know this this praise song, the Gawan we sang. We sing their words wrongly. We say wale wale noko. Wale noko means we don't know anything. (laughs) Me, I'm not part of that gango. I know a lot. Hallelujah. For now, I know Christ. I know Jesus Christ. You say wale noko is wrong. The, the, the correct thing is wale moko. Wale moko, it means we don't know anybody except Christ. That's why I say walk Yesu baya. We don't know anybody. It's Jesus we are going with. Hallelujah. So today I'm correcting the diction. It's not wale noko. Wale noko is a negative confession. Means we don't know anything, but we know a lot. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it's wale moko. Wale, wale moko. We don't know anybody else except Jesus. It's Jesus we are going with. Hallelujah. So take note of that. Clap for me for doing the lyric. Powerful means you have to pay me <laughs> for working on your lyrics for you today. This morning I want to preach to you something I believe is important for everybody. No matter your level of spirituality from the spiritual babe to the apostolic apostle i believe this is something we all need hallelujah i'm going to speak to you about the battle in the mind the battle in the mind and that is a battle we will have victory over today in the name of jesus hallelujah yes look let, let me suggest to you that 90% of the spiritual warfare you go through is in the mind. Hallelujah. This is one of my favorite statements in this church. If you've been in this church for a while, you know that I've said this many times. 
that when they say spiritual warfare, don't imagine a vampire flying and lit up in the sky and demons with blood dripping over their lips. That one is there. But trust me, most of the demons you fight are in your head. They're in your head. Hallelujah. Some of you even fought some this morning. Things we consider as normal, you know, everyday thinking processes and everything. I'll show you that it's actually warfare that is going on. A lot of the problems of the world right now are mind problems. They are mind problems. They are mentality problems. This whole LGBT blah blah blah, this is a mind problem. What I'm saying, because that Facebook may pull down the video, but I've said it. It's a mind problem. You let's read Romans chapter 1 from verse 26. You see that it's a mind problem. You know you can train your mind to be attracted to, if you're a man, you can train your mind to be attracted to another man. If you're a woman, you can train your mind to be attracted to another woman. Ah, but come to think of it, people can gain sexual pleasure from they themselves. Because they tune their minds to enjoy what it is that they do. In the same way, a woman can touch you and you can tune your mind to enjoy it. And that is when you become a lesbian. A man can touch you as a man. And you can tune your mind to find it pleasurable. <laughs> it is a, the, the, the mind is more important than we think. It's more important than we think. It says what? This is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the woman turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. Verse 27. Says, and the men, instead of having normal sexual relationships with women, burned with lust for one another. Men did sinful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve. And it's the verse 28 that shows us why they got there. It says, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their what? Foolish thinking, and let them do things that should never be done. Give me the KJV for the verse 28. In KJV for the verse 28. He said, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to what? A reprobate mind. So when you see people doing these things, it is because they have a reprobate mind. Hallelujah. The mind is more powerful than we think. Majority of the warfare we'll go through is in our minds. But I want to give you some facts I came across. You know, there's a difference between the brain and the mind. The brain is anatomical. The mind is functional. All right? Some people did some research and found some differences between the brain of women and the brain of men. And they use that to explain certain behavioral patterns and ways of dealing with certain things. 
Should I read some of them for you? Are you interested in knowing? All right. Okay. They realize that men have six and a half times more gray matter. Six and a half times more gray matter than females. And females have ten times more white matter than the men. So when it comes to the gray one, the men have six and a half times more than the women. And when it comes to the white one, the women have ten times more than the men. And according to them, this is the result. He says, they said because a lot of the, 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 what do we call, neuronal cell endings and things like that, most of them are found in the gray matter, all right? And it is their connections that are in the white matter. So they said as a result of that, men are very task-focused. Task and women are great at multitasking. So um, when a man is doing something, he's focused. One thing, okay, I'm writing an essay right now. Or, okay, I'm watching football. You see, that's why it's a bad time. Those of you who are married, when your husband is watching football, that's the time you want to discuss school fees. It's just 90 minutes. Wait for the 90 minutes to pass. It, will, it shall pass. Hallelujah. It will pass. Just when it's not in the Quran, school fees, you know. Oh, course. You know, sometimes when you understand some of these things, it helps you to live life better. Hallelujah. Yeah. They said they are task oriented. When they are focused on one thing, they are focused. But women are good at multitasking. So they are watching TV, taking care of the crying child, cooking three meals at the same time on the multi banner. <laughs> So many of you try cooking three things at the same time, it shall become a burnt offering unto God. And their explanation for that, the reason for that is that the brain of a woman has ten times more white matter than men, and the brain of a man has six and a half times more gray matter. All right. So you let's put it there. I'll I'll come to these things later. These are human facts. <laughs> Number two, they say women use both sides of the brain, that is um, both hemispheres, to process information. Is that men use the left side? Why not the right? Left <laughs> side of the brain to process information. And then listen to this one. It says women have vocal centers in both sides of the brain. Vocal centers on both sides of the brain. <laughs> and men have vocal centers on the left hemisphere alone. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and they said the reason, the, the, the result of that is that women use more words to express themselves. And men have a hard time expressing feelings. So to vocalize is, is more difficult. But for the woman, it's easier because they have vocal centers in both hemispheres. Number three. <laughs> they said women have more connections moving from the left brain to the right brain. And men have more connections moving from the back to the front. 
Yeah, quite a We are forward looking. <laughs> so they said the women have more connections from hemisphere to hemisphere. Left to right, right to left. And the men they have more from back to front. <laughs> and the result is that men approach problem solving more directly. <laughs> Straight to the point. You see. The woman will make connections that probably don't relate. <laughs> it will connect the thing to something that is totally not related, but the man goes straight to the point, bah, like that. Okay, let me not talk plenty. <laughs> Number four. Now listen to this one. It's a woman's brains have more blood flow through certain regions than men. So there are certain specific portions of the brain. When they tested, they realized that the blood flow to those parts are more in women than men. And what is the result? It's that women are more empathetic and more compassionate than men. Uh -huh. What's the, the, the abadai or whatever they call it? Uh -huh. It's because women have uh, blood flowing through certain parts of the brain more than the, the men. And because of the same multiple blood flow thing too, women are more prone to anxiety and depression than men. <laughs> so they said because of that, they are more prone to anxiety, depression, and eating disorders than men. No, you see, when a man eats a lot, nobody thinks it's, a, it's an eating disorder. <laughs> it's a normal this thing. You understand? Pastor Della, give me a wee. <laughs> and now, there's a part of the brain called the, the hippocampus, right? They say women have a larger hippocampus than men. And this is why women are better at expressing themselves emotionally. Is it true? Is it true? Okay, number six. There's another part of the brain called the amygdala. And men have a larger amygdala than women. And the result is that men tend to express emotions and stress physically. <laughs> physically, with slaps and kicks and breaking tables. Shaking tables and doing all sorts of things. All right. But the conclusion they drew at the end of the day is that no one has a fully male brain and no one has a fully female brain. Aha. Uh -huh. So I'm getting somewhere. That some things you do and you, you give the excuse that it's because you are female. Because you are male. Just like nobody has one temperament alone, you dear, you are 100% melancholy, you won't find it. 100% phlegmatic, 100% sanguine, 100% this is, you have a bit of certain things. But you see, when the Holy Ghost comes into your life, it's a different ball game altogether. So, what brain do you have? 
when it comes to Christians, we don't deal with brains, we deal with minds. Hallelujah. Should I tell you the, the type of the type of mind the, the believer has? First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. King James. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. It says, For who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Let's read the last part together. But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody will say, But Christ was male. <laughs> Let's read Galatians 3 28. Galatians 3 28. Say, Christ was male. So, does it mean we must have the male brain? No. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither what? Male nor female. For ye are all what? One in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. What am I driving at? The good parts of the male brain. You must take and work with it. The good parts of the female brain. You must take and work with it. That is what we call the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. You see, some of the facts that I read for you. The one about multitasking, for example. Um, after I read the article, some, I read some comments under it. And some people were like, then women should be better leaders than men. And somebody was like, but most of the leadership positions in the world are occupied by men and somebody said yes that is because even though the women can multitask and that is a good leadership quality that is negated by the fact that they have the tendency to get emotional on the job so where they have to separate emotions and do the thing as it's supposed to be done they add emotions to it and um, rolling of eyes and <laughs> you know those kind of things that we know females do usually or do more than men come in and affect their work so you realize that all these things yes they may be anatomical facts but when it comes to the individual it is you hallelujah it is you if they say women are better at expressing themselves emotionally then it would have been better if Society had turned it around for women to do the proposing. Don't you think it would have been easier? Yeah. Maybe that's why some of you, you have not grabbed the guys. You can't express yourself. You don't know how to give lyrics. You can't say it. You visit and visit and visit and visit. Some people will fetch water. Fourth floor, they'll climb, fetch water. They say, just open your mouth and say that. <laughs> That's why I insist that there is no hard and fast rule that says it's a male that must propose all the time. If you like him, tell him the worst he can do to you too. <laughs> the sisters are foot of. <laughs> 
So the Bible is telling us clearly that we have the mind of Christ. Somebody put your hand on your head. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say it again. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say it again. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. There's a lot of warfare that goes on in our minds. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4 to 5. King James Version. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4 to 5. Let's read it together. I mean, this is a spiritual warfare, what do you call it? Um, portion of scripture, right? Yes. Let's read it together. Go. For the weapons of our warfare. Oh, I'm not hearing you at all. Let's start again. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to, to God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down. Casting down what? All right, let's go on. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every, every word, every word, every word, good, to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. High level spiritual warfare scripture. But the mind has been alluded to two or three times, depending on how you look at it. One, they talk about imaginations, say imaginations. And they talked about every thought bringing every thought unto captivity taught to the obedience of christ hallelujah Amen. and then he also talked about anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of god hallelujah Amen. so this scripture alone the mind has been alluded to three times this is spiritual warfare and i'm telling you that 90 percent or more of the spiritual warfare you go through is in your mind it's in your mind it takes place in your head how your life will turn out will be determined by which of the wars you win and which ones you lose how your marriage will turn out will be determined by the same thing how your ministry will turn out to be determined by the same thing hallelujah so how does the enemy attack us through our minds what are the ways through which the enemy attacks us through our minds the first one is what we call demonic contemplation. Demonic contemplation. If you don't know the spelling of contemplation, they'll put it on the board. Demonic contemplation. Yes, that's it on the board. Demonic contemplation. You see, I want you to take this sermon as seriously as you would take it if I had titled it War in the Heavenlies. Say, hey. <laughs> but this one is war in your mind. It's war in your mind. Demonic contemplation. What is contemplation? Contemplation is thinking. Contemplation is reasoning. It's the process of reasoning. Trying to link things. But there is a way in which demons can influence the way you think. The Bible has stated it clearly that what? The thief cometh not, but what? Steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil always wants to steal something from you. He wants to kill something, and he wants to destroy something. 
destroy a relationship, destroy a marriage, destroy a ministry, steal your joy. That is his agenda, clearly stated. And these are some of the ways he achieves his aim. Demonic contemplation. So when I talk about demonic contemplation, what am I talking about? I'm talking about a situation where you are demonically influenced to make wrong links between things so that you don't get a correct picture. You draw a wrong conclusion and that will take away your joy, it will take away your confidence, it will take away your trust for somebody, etc., etc. Hallelujah. Amen. That is demonic contemplation. Creating links that are not there or reasoning things out in a way that is not right. And this is something a lot of people suffer from. We don't see it as, as demonic, but trust me, it is highly demonic. Highly demonic. This thing with demonic contemplation, it can destroy a marriage in days. It can destroy a marriage in days. Wrong linkages. Wrong assumptions. Wrong reasoning. And you see, when you are a victim of this, eh, by the time the enemy is done with you, you realize you've drawn conclusions for which you don't have any evidence. Because he will take you from point A. By the time you realize you are at point B, let's say point A is this sabufa. By the time you realize you are at point B, this other one, and you don't know how you got there. Let me give you an example. Somebody sees you, and the person doesn't greet you. So the demon start. Hey. Is it that he has heard something about me? Uh -huh. Some of you are, are, are predicting what I'm coming to say. It means you have been there before. <laughs> this I'm talking about everybody, everybody has gone through it. Is it that somebody has told him something about me? Ah, okay. Then you are there. You've moved one step. Oh. The other step is... Ah. Maybe it's because the last time they flashed their IA results, I was at the bottom of the class. And you are thinking and thinking and thinking. Ah. Maybe he's a doctor and I'm not a doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see how the interview works? Uh -huh. Ah, he's avoiding me because he thinks I'm a witch. Uh, so, okay, that's why the other time, when we were in church, and I was going to pick the child, no, he said, hey, let's go home, it's time. <laughs> that means she thinks I'll eat her children. <laughs> you see where we came from? Simple not greeting, for you know the person did not see you. For you know the person's mind was somewhere. You don't know what news the person has received. 
You don't know what the person is going through. Maybe the person just got an elect of a deduction in his bank account. He was hoping to get to the ATM fast and withdraw before the deduction hits. And he couldn't make it, so his mind is somewhere. Just because he or she didn't greet you. You've moved from um, what? greeting to uh, now to witchcraft and you eating children. And you see, this one can be in your mind. Ah, you would think about it and think about it. Guess what time you will believe it yourself. You believe it yourself. And you see, it's worse when even in a, a particular situation, you end up opening your mouth to say it. Something happens between you and the person. Uh, eh? So you, you, you think I want to eat your children. Then the person would rather start suspecting you. Because you came from here and you got there. In the person's mind, there's no link. Like, where, where is that coming from? But you have contemplated and contemplated demonically and gotten to this point, and you believe it now to the extent that you can't even vocalize it. And these are things that happen very easily in our lives. When we brood over things, Look, a lot of our thought processes are actually conversations we are having with demons. I'm telling you the truth today. A lot of your thought processes, you think they are mere thought processes, they are conversations you are having with demons. Eve's encounter with Satan in the Garden of Eden, yes, we know it was physical, but it could very easily have been a mental conversation. Did God really say? Did God really say? Did God really say things? Don't we hear did God, did God, did God things in your mind from time to time? I told you before that, look, hearing in the spirit is different from hearing in the physical. All of us, we hear in the spirit. Once you have sinned before, you hear in the spirit. It was a demon that suggested the, the sin to you. And you heard it. And demons are spirits. Hallelujah. Demonic contemplation. Making lanes that don't exist. Reasoning things out and drawing conclusions that are wrong. May the Lord deliver you from demonic contemplation in the name of Jesus. Yes, demonic contemplation. The other one is demonic imagination. Demonic imagination. Say imagination. Say imagination. Yeah. You see, imagination, the power to imagine is a gift God gave to human beings to enhance creativity. But the enemy can harness that thing and use it for his own purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we say daydreaming. That some people, one of their weaknesses is daydreaming. They can just daydream. They'll be there and imagine all sorts of things and all sorts of scenarios. Scenarios that don't do any good to them. I know somebody, she can be there and actually get so sad just because she chose to sit and imagine somebody breaking her heart. Like she just, even the baby knows this one in some way. <laughs> just imagine somebody breaking her heart. Imagine a situation where she gave her heart wholeheartedly to somebody and she just realizes that the person was planning to get married without telling her. 
that she can imagine such things demonic imaginations a lot of the, the sexual weaknesses is because of demonic imaginations let me tell you sexual temptation eh? it starts with a thought nobody will commit sexual immorality and it was just an act from the beginning no it will start from thinking you see the person and then suddenly certain things begin to well up in your mind in your mind you think you think and you see the more you think about the thing the weaker you become I'm sure you know what I'm talking about the more you think about it the more you imagine especially if it's something you've been involved in before and you know how it feels what the enemy will do is to get you into the place of demonic imagination you start imagining oh this is how it will feel if I do this thing again and the more you think about it the more you imagine the weaker and weaker you become demonic imagination number three is demonic suggestion demonic suggestion so demons can come and suggest things to you they can come and suggest things to you oh this guy doesn't like you oh even your wife crying nowadays her love for you has come down your wife crying nowadays the respect she has for the anointing upon your life has gone down suggestion and you see a suggestion is not an order so you can decide to take it or not if i suggest something to you you can decide i'm taking it you can decide i'm not taking it demonic suggestions when i'm counseling couples i tell them look you have to be a lawyer for your spouse because the accuser of the brethren will come and accuse He can give a twist to the fact that she served your food late. And you can accept the suggestion, you can meditate upon it, and it will become something else in your mind and start affecting the way you relate to her. Satan can convince you that your beloved still likes his ex. And when you accept that suggestion, you will believe it. And trust me, once you believe it, you will see what you want to see. That's how the human mind works. When you accept something in your mind, you will see the way, you see what you want to see. And a lot of people find themselves in those situations. They have something at the back of their minds. Everything they see is interpreted according to what it is that is in their minds. So there are people whose marriages are not working, whose relationships are not working simply because they are swallowing and accepting demonic suggestions. But may the Lord deliver you from that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And the fourth one is demonic remembrance. Mm, demonic remembrance. I'll be finishing soon today. My sermon is not long. Demonic remembrance. You see, demons try to mimic what the Holy Ghost does. Everything the Holy Ghost does, I mean, demons try to copy. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit will bring into remembrance. What does it bring into remembrance? The things that God has taught us. So the demons will also bring into remembrance the things that the devil taught you. 
the things you learned in the world the things you watched on the net that you were not supposed to watch and listen to this one he will bring into remembrance past heads and he will get you into the mood where you feel like the thing just happened how many of you can identify what I'm talking about you are there you are fine you are fine with somebody you are fine with your wife you are fine with your beloved the devil comes and says, oh, you, why are you laughing, laughing like that? No, 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 no. It just brings demonic remembrance. But three months ago, you were supposed to go out. You dressed, you sat down. You waited till 11 p.m. You called, 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 no response. The next morning, he called and said, I fell asleep. Then he add a suggestion. If he really cares about you, he should be too excited and his heart should be beating at the thought of coming to meet you so much that the sound of his heartbeat must keep him awake. <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> it means he doesn't care that much about you. Somebody say demonic remembrance. It destroys marriages first class. You see, the thing with marriage is that, and this one, I'm not saying it only to the married people because everybody will marry. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, you take it and put it in your pocket and use it later. The thing about being with somebody you love is that that person hates you more frequently than anyone else. It's not because the person is bad, though. It's because you hold the person at a certain level that things other people will do and they won't hurt you. As for that person, they have a show far. That is why we don't go into marriage and relationships with just eros love. You have to go with agape. It's agape that brings forgiveness. Hallelujah. If it's just arrows, it's just feelings, it's just, you know, hey, butterflies and moths and all sorts of things that you are feeling. Trust me, it will not last. You must balance it with the agape. And I've told you here before that when you read 1 Corinthians, it's chapter 13, eh? Love is this, love is this. It didn't say love is stomach churning. Love is tachycardic. <laughs> There's nothing about feelings in 1 Corinthians 13, oh. It is all work. It is work. If you like, we'll read through it and you realize that everything stated there is work. Somebody say work. work. That's why marriage is work and relationships is work. Because of where you hold the person, something somebody else will do that will not, I mean, move you. As for that person, you know, you will feel it. And you can't go to bed all the time harboring grudges and harboring. You need to deal with them because, you see, when you put it in your bank, you have added one more element of ammunition in the hands of the enemy against your marriage. At the wrong time, demonic remembrance will come. With interest, thank you very much. With interest. With interest. You remember the thing and suddenly, something you do think you're forgiving him for, something you think you're forgiving her for, you, you will start thinking about it and, you see, that is how come two people can be there. They are smiling right now, no. <laughs> One will go outside, come back, and by the time she comes, or he comes, the attitude has changed. This one is not mood swing, it's attitude swing. <laughs> it's because of demonic remembrance. As they were outside, the devil said, you look at the people are smiling. In this sense, and you are planning to go out. 
and you are holding hands and this and saying, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember that time that you were expecting him to, to, to know that he, he has to come and pick you? <laughs> and he too, he assumed that you have money to pick Uber. Do you remember? So all of these things come together demonic suggestion demonic contemplation demonic imagination and then the last one is what demonic remembrance if you don't deal with it immediately it turns into the fifth thing called mental strongholds mental strongholds mental strongholds look if you leave your mind for the devil he'll mess with it you mess with it. Elijah at the peak of his powers was a victim of demonic suggestion. The devil just whispered into his head, you cry, you are useless. You are useless. How can you be useless after you have killed 850 priests of Baal? After you have called down fire from heaven? How can you be useless? But he accepted it and he wanted to die. He wanted to commit suicide. May the Lord block any demonic suggestions in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anything the enemy has suggested to you that you have, you have accepted today, may the blood of Jesus neutralize it from your mind in the name of Jesus. Today when I lay hands on your head, it is for your mind to be reset. And for mental strongholds to break down. And some of you don't believe in yourself anymore. Because the enemy has whispered things and suggested things to you. And you have accepted it. You have taken it. But today may the Lord reverse those things in the mighty name of Jesus. People's destinies have been cut short. People's ministries have been cut short just because of demonic suggestions. The enemy speaks things into their minds. The enemy can convince you that this person is against you. Meanwhile, the person may be your biggest ally. A marriage nearly broke down simply because of a statement a man made. You know what the statement was? She went home and told the wife, Hey, today I met some 419 person. And the person did this, came to me and said he wants money because uh, his car has broken down and blah, 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 blah. And all he did was to add that, Hey, the guy looks like your brother, Papa. The lady went and started contemplating. Uh, that's what has been at the back of your Like you couldn't get any other description of the guy except the fact that he looks like my brother. You could have said the color of shirt he wore. You could have said that he was wearing black shoes. You could have said that he has gray hair. But of all the things you could have used to describe him, you saw my brother in him. <laughs> One thing led to the other, led to the other. And most of the time, it's the woman who do these things. So, you see, it's called reconnection. So, the wires in the brain. So, they are linking things and linking things that are not supposed to be linked. But may God deliver you and, and may you begin to have the mind of Christ. Sometimes, and the, the statements, they are simple. Oh. They are not deep. Look, there are a lot of Christians and, and human beings. The devil is afflicting them in the mind. Oh, and it's not like madness. Oh. 
Look, there are a lot of people we consider to be difficult people. But the truth is that what they are suffering from is subclinical OCD. Obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm telling you, there are a lot of people walking around with subclinical obsessive compulsive disorder. We just see them as difficult people. Those people that as the chair has turned this way. It has to be straight. When you hang the towels, it has to be big, like small, smaller, <laughs> smallest. There has to be order in it. It could be <laughs> subclinical obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm telling you. The obsessive compulsive disorder said there are different categories. There are different, different categories. You see somebody, the person who washed their hand 50 times a day. It's not Corona. <laughs> The devil is afflicting their mind. The devil is afflicting their mind. May the Lord deliver us from mental strongholds. May the Lord deliver us from afflictions of the mind. Aside your heart, if there's any part of your body or your, yourself, your being that you must guard, it is your mind. It is your mind. Because missiles are being fired in there every time. Missiles are being fired. If a Christian will ever commit apostasy, and when we say apostasy, that means renouncing your faith, it will be the result of bombardments of their mind with unnecessary questions. And there are a lot of Christians that are heading towards that place. I was listening to a lady who says she is now pansexual. They're LGBT, they've added P. LGBTQI. Let's put the letters of the alphabet there, Preco. LG, no, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Pansexual. That means they are attracted to anything. A man, a woman, a tree, a cow, a chicken, a dog, anything. She said she's pansexual. And when they were interviewing her, she said she used to be very spiritual. I said, well, you were not spiritual, you were religious. There's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. So you are religious. So she used to go to church, but then she had questions in her mind. And she realized a lot of inconsistencies in the Bible. That thing, that thing, you have to be careful about it. The enemy can take advantage of it and kill your faith. The time you realize you've lost your faith and the rapture has occurred, na yejao. Mental strongholds bombardment of the mind demonic suggestions demonic imaginations there are people who have lost self-esteem they can't rise and do anything simply because the enemy has suggested things into their mind but today when i pray for you may that thing be broken in the mighty name of jesus so what are we supposed to be thinking about paul gave it to us in philippians chapter 4 verse 8 as I get ready to close. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, 
if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Hallelujah. Yes. Ask your neighbor, are you in control of your mind? Look, you, you can't afford to lose control of your mind. It says, casting down imaginations. Casting down is a violent thing. On a daily basis, you have to cast down imaginations. You have to cast down suggestions. You have to cast down strongholds. You have to cast down, uh, what do you call it, contemplations. It's a violent thing you must do on a daily basis. Because that is the battleground in your life. Yes, we'll bind the demons and bind them, but bind them in your mind on a daily basis. Rebuke the voice of the enemy on a daily basis. Because if you don't, he will change your life. And this is what he's saying. He said, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, that means think about correct things. Don't waste your time imagining things and, and, and concluding things that are not true. Whatsoever things are pure, think about pure things. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hand on your head. Say in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say in the name of Jesus. Amen. I declare that my thoughts will be pure. I declare that my thoughts will be clean in the name of Jesus. Say whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. There are a lot of lovely things. Your wife is lovely, so think about your wife. Hallelujah. The church building is lovely. The design. So think about it. The various elevations and the various corners. And think about how you are going to empty your account to finance <laughs> the building of the house of the Lord. It's a lovely thing to think about. It's a lovely thing to think about. Yeah. Think about lovely things like how God will bless you and you become a billionaire and you build an orphanage single-handedly to take care of the less privileged in society. It's a lovely thing. Think about that your mansion you know, that covers one acre of land. And that one you have in the countryside that has a golf course. Think about that. It's a lovely thing to think about. It's a lovely thing to think about. Think about your, your, your appointment on that board. You sit on it and every year your dividends as a board member is 500,000 Ghana cities. Just for attending four meetings in a year. It is a lovely thing to think about. Think about you standing on platforms and ministering to people to be delivered, to be saved, for people to be comforted. Think about you going to the nooks and crannies and winning souls for Christ. Only the Christians said amen to that one. There are lovely things to think about. So you realize that you, you are wasting your time thinking about things that make you sad. You are wasting your time thinking about things that are not true. You are wasting your time thinking about things that will make you depressed. And you are wasting your time thinking about things that just put fear into you. Some of you, you don't have faith because you have fed your fears, fed your doubts, and starved your faith. You have fed your fears by your imaginations. By remembering the times that somebody was prayed for and they didn't get healed and they died. Meanwhile, you can choose to think about those who were prayed for and they got healed. 
whatever things are of good report think only on these things think only on these things take control over your mind you some of you have considered your mind to the devil the devil is in the driving seat but today we are going to evict the devil from that place you are going to take control over your mind and hand it over to the holy spirit because for some of you if you don't do that what is ahead of you in marriage in life in your endeavors it will not be too good and it will not be because there's a witch sitting somewhere fighting your marriage it's not because there's a, a bloodline problem it's simply because you have considered your mind and your thinking to the enemy he's putting suggestions in your mind he's putting imaginations in your mind he's making you reason things and 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 creating links and things that are not supposed to be there offense is is one of the devil's number one tools i'm telling you i've said it here and i'll continue to say it. a church can be destroyed easier with offense than adultery and fornication offenses oh and offenses come as a result of demonic imagination demonic suggestions demonic contemplation you can get offended at nothing and see when the enemy is doing these things too he will try to mute your remembrance of good things and amplify your remembrance for the negative things so you remember the day the pastor praised your subgroup let's say choir choir they will use you as an example of because it's your ministry that we see apart from mine <laughs> it's your ministry that we see so the day the choir did well and i praised them the devil will come and make you forget but the day I come and I say, Quiet today, Senepa Koye, Uncle And you get offended. There's a way demonic suggestions can make you think this sermon that I'm preaching is you. I'm preaching you. But when you feel that way, then I know the Holy Ghost is working. Hallelujah. Uh, because somebody must feel the sermon. It must prick somebody and it must choke somebody. So if you are pricked by this sermon, I thank God for your life. Because the word is working in your life. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your head once again. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Look, this is a spiritual warfare we are doing. We're going to enter into prayer right now. The Bible says casting down imaginations. That some of you, they are mental strongholds. They are things you have believed. They have taken root in your mind. And it's affecting the way you are behaving towards people. It's affecting your progress in life. Put your hand on your head. Say in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Can I have some buckets? Say in the name of Jesus. Say today. I take authority over my thoughts. In the name of Jesus. Say I cast down mental strongholds. Say I cast down demonic suggestions. Demonic contemplation. Demonic imagination. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Deal with it right now. This is spiritual warfare. I need you to pray aggressively about this. Like the way you bind the demon. Because this is spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness seated in high places. 
she fell down and broke into pieces and today you are going to get violent in your spirit because you know you can relate to something I've said today some of you you are borderline depressed some of you you are borderline discouraged in life some of you because of demonic suggestions demonic imaginations demonic remembrance you are afraid of the future but today in the name of Jesus you are going to pray you are going to take authority for for some of you they have become mental strongholds arrows that the enemy has shot into your mind you have accepted them they have they they become inflamed they have become fibrosed but today may prayer perform brain surgery mind surgery may it enter into the corners of your mind that thing that has been enshrined and fibrosed in your mind may it be taken out in the name of Jesus and you need to take this prayer seriously because some of you your marriages will depend on this some of you your careers will depend on this some of you your ministries will depend on this Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm not getting the feel of people who really believe we are doing warfare. Warfare is not just Abeifuor and witches. So, this is warfare. I've told you 90% of the warfare. It is this. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say this morning. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood. By the power of the cross. Say I take authority over every spiritual wickedness. Spiritual. Entity, Entity that whispers, suggestions, imaginations, contemplations, remembrance, strongholds into my mind in the name of Jesus. Say today, I silence every voice of the enemy in my life in the name of Jesus. Now you are going to address the strongholds. You're going to address the strongholds and command them to break. Somebody say break. break. Say break. break. Say break. break. Say strongholds. Stronghold. Mental strongholds. Stronghold. Put your hand on your head. Say mental strongholds. Mental strongholds. Stronghold. Stronghold. In, In the name of Jesus. Say break. Say break. Say break. Say break. Say break. Say break. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Mental struggle. This is warfare. From the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered fallen. And the fallen shall take it by force. Let every struggle be broken. Shalabaka <laughs> la
Some of you, you are angry with God. Some of you, you are questioning God. Some of you, you are questioning your faith. Some of you are questioning the authenticity of the Bible. Oh, just because God didn't answer the prayer, the enemy has convinced you that God doesn't love you. But today I came to announce to you that in spite of the fact that he didn't answer your prayer, he is still an awesome God. He is still an awesome God. The fact that that thing you have been praying for has not come to pass yet doesn't change the fact. The fact that you prayed about that thing receive an answer doesn't change the fact that he is an awesome God Aleke nebo lobo shakalama lebe nebo sike takalama oh rabababa katabali yata oh rebo te sike neba hata alendele balabalabalabalaba leke lele nebo sike takalama Continue to pray. Continue to pray. Continue to pray. Somebody pray. Ayala 
state of mind fear is a spirit because the Bible says I have not given you the spirit of fear but of love of power and of a sound mind fear of death fear of not making it in life fear of not getting married fear of being divorced at a point in time in your life Fear of dying through a road traffic accident. Fear of never being able to have a child. Sometimes these things come as a result of things that have been spoken into your ears and into your heart and into your mind. But today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I take authority. in your life I rebuke that spirit of fear now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I command it to lose his hold over your life in the name of Jesus Christ it doesn't matter the age at which people die in your family it doesn't matter that people don't get married for long in your family it doesn't matter that there is a sickness that recurs in your bloodline but today in the mighty name of Jesus I command the fear of that thing to leave you now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I want you to take in a deep breath seven times one out two out three out let every fear go four out five out six out and the seventh out and right now in the name of Jesus I speak a sound mind into your life 
receive a sound mind right now in the name of Jesus devoid of fear devoid of anxiety in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God anybody here who struggles with depression place your hand upon your head occasional depression you just get depressed for no reason I want to command that thing to live your life right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength I take authority over every foul spirit of depression every foul spirit that takes away the joy of the children of God I rebuke it in the name of Jesus I command it to lose its hold over your life today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I lose you into your joy I lose you into your joy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth by the power of the Holy Ghost I silence every voice of the enemy that suggests negativity into your mind I command those voices to be muted now in the name of Jesus we command the enemy to shut up for good we command those demons to shut up for good we command those demons to keep quiet for good in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth anybody struggling with anxiety place your hand upon your head right now in the name of Jesus I rebuke any foul spirit that causes you to be unnecessarily anxious causes your heart to beat without cause causes you to be jittery when there is no reason to be jittery I rebuke it in the name of Jesus I lose you from its effects in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God I command that stronghold to be broken I command you to be released any prison the enemy has placed you in the gates are shattered the chains are broken the padlock is unlocked the gates are broken and uprooted and you are coming out free today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I declare a finality to the torments of the enemy upon your mind in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I declare finality today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth for some of you it's been suggested that you may need medication but I stand as a prophet of God and I prophesy unto your life that after this prayer no medication will be necessary because the Holy Ghost has entered your body the Holy Ghost has entered your brain the Holy Ghost has entered your mind he is reconstituting things he is turning things around he is resetting your mind in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth strongholds that are building against the important people in your life to 
today I confront that stronghold in the name of Jesus. I command that stronghold to crumble in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It is the plot of the enemy to take you out of the path of God's destiny and plan for you. But it shall not stand in the name of Jesus. It shall not stand in the name of Jesus. It shall not stand in the name of Jesus. It shall not stand in the name of Jesus. I confront fear of death. The whisperings of the enemy. He tells you you will die young. He tells you you will die through a road traffic accident. He tells you you will be rushed to the emergency room and you will not come back alive. But today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I confront the fear head Lord. I come against it with the blood of Jesus. And I come against it with the four winds of heaven. I release the arsenals and the coals of heaven. And I release the fire of the Holy Ghost. Let the fire purge your mind. Let the fire purge your mind. Let the fire purge your mind. And I declare to you according to the word of God. That you will not die. You will not die. You will not die. You will not die. Every appointment with death is cancelled in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let us stronghold break. In the name of Jesus. You are declaring that you have overcome. Every high thing must come. Every struggle, every struggle. the melody you surround me with a song come on a song of deliverance of deliverance from my enemies from my enemies till all my fears are down
trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow! Overflow! Where does the